Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. All right, so every night, 9.30, just thereabouts to about quarter to 10, we focus on either an individual with ideas around an innovative mind or we focus on a product or a project that encourages innovation to solutions that we, to the problems we face in our country. And I would strongly encourage you to think innovatively with all the issues that you face on a day-to-day basis. It's that that important. Now, I'm particularly interested in what happens at Project ECs where they've got a fascinating history linked to the city of Chuane. We'll get to that and what they uh, want to do in the future. With me is uh, Dudu Mkwanazi, who's the CEO of Project ECs. Where Dudu, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Hello. Hi, Asher. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's. So, I'm going to get first up to this. Imp- I mean, your Wi-Fi is your space, right? So, I've said this before speaking to you that I think you and I have had a discussion off air before and the, and we both concur, concur, which is that access to Wi-Fi has got to become a human right in our country. Do, do, you, do you agree? Yes, yes. So at Project Evo, we believe that Internet access should be uh, considered a human right. In fact, in 2016, the United Nations passed a declaration that actually pro- proved um, exactly our sentiments, that Internet access should become a human right. But unfortunately, there were other countries that opposed this declaration, and South Africa is amongst the countries that opposed the declaration. Okay. So, right. So, so, so in fact, you're saying Internet access, and I use the word Wi-Fi there. There's a difference, right? Explain, explain the difference. I mean, this is an overlap, but explain the difference. Well, Wi-Fi is a source of connectivity to the Internet, right? Um, so there are different ways um, one can connect to the Internet. So it could be uh, through fiber, which most um, people in the suburbs or affluent areas in South Africa, um, you know, u- utilize as a form of connectivity to the Internet. Whereas um, what we do at Way is we advocate as well as facilitate the rollout of free Internet hotspots and a form of Wi-Fi connectivity for people in low-income communities. Why do we do this? Um, A lot of townships in South Africa do not have access to fiber. So wireless connectivity is one of the many solutions. Amongst others, it could be satellite uh, or TV white space. So there's different technologies that allow us or allow us access the internet and you're right we at Project DC where Wi-Fi connectivity is one of the technologies we use to connect low-income communities okay so they were the, the Wi-Fi is the gateway so so let's just touch on because I mean you've been pretty innovative in terms of what you do the first one that that certainly got us thinking was the the twinning uh, of, of the project around Wi-Fi to the city of Chwane what did you do then and, and how many years ago was that Mm. That was five years ago. So in 2013, Eleanor Craig Jr., who's the founder of Project Deceivee, pitched the idea um, to Council of Tony um, at that time that uh, the idea of an internet access within a walking distance for people in low-income communities. And Council of Tony bought into that idea and got into a partnership under the MFMA um, Act with Project Deceivee to connect the citizens of Tony. Um, what started as 25 hotspots grew to 200 hotspots, which grew five years later to 1,050 hotspots. I mean, with the city of 20, while Project Decisa was still a service provider at the time, in a week would connect about 600,000 unique users. How many unique users? 
600,000. All right. So so let's confirm. These were people who ordinarily would not have had access to Wi-Fi because it's too expensive, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I would I would like to believe that um, many South Africans, and we had the, and the Competition Commission public hearing sometime early this week where the MNOs and other civil society made their presentations on on the, how expensive data is. So data is expensive here in South Africa, and the civil society, even political parties, are aware of that, and we recognize that. So the internet access that Project Seedway, in partnership with the city of Swanee at that time, provided was purely in low-income communities. These, these are your communities in Attridgeville, uh, Mamelodi. Yes, people who could not um, ordinarily afford internet access. I mean, if you look at how much one gig of data costs, it's 149 rand. So, and usually people in low-income communities would not typically buy large data bundles. So they would probably buy around 20 megs, um, which would cost about, you know, 50 rand to 60 rand um, per 20 megs. And then for a person in the low-income community to get to one gig while purchasing small amounts of bundles, that's like 80 times more than a person in an, who's rich would, would spend. So we're talking about close to 800 rand that people in low-income communities would spend to get to a gig of data. And mind you, a gig of data would not even last a person a day, not even a month. Mm. So, so, so when you were able to do the deal with with the with the city of Chuani, how were you able to do that? Because I, I would think somebody still has to pay for it, right? Even if it's free access to six hundred thousand people, somebody has to carry the bill, right? So, were they able to do so? How did that happen? Um, so, <laughs> Ashraf, most of our projects with Project Ecito beyond the city of Chuani, all our projects are either subsidized by a private entity or a public entity, um, and because we're non for profit. So that is a model that, yes, it's, uh, it's free to the end user. So the emphasis is always on it's free Wi-Fi to the end user, but obviously someone is paying for it. As with the city of Tony, the case was that, as I said earlier, Project Ecesia was um, approached, uh, was then awarded the grant under the MFMA Act at that time. And at the moment, all our projects are subsidized either by a private or a public entity. So someone is paying for it. It's free to the end user. Okay. So so now the, your relationship with, with the city of Chuani, is, is that over now? Our contract came to an end on the 30th of June. Um, but Project Ecesia has a footprint across five provinces and the country. Okay. So basically the same thing now duplicated elsewhere. Right. Yes. How how is that changing things? Because what I want to do, and this is the the part that I want to understand around innovation, that just by your innovation and 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 certain cities or or municipalities or local de- uh, government in this case here uh, of municipalities, they they through their innovative collaboration, notwithstanding we mustn't forget the businesses that support it, they've had they've brought access to people and therefore effectively democratized knowledge. Right. Otherwise, they would not have had. So, so give us some examples how it's changing things for them. So there's a project that we launched early this year with another non-for-profit called Aware.org. Uh, there are a non-for-profit that advocates for anti-underage drinking. Um, as you would know, our daily lives are becoming more increasingly digital. And those that are offline will continue to be pulled further into the margins of society. And so that's 
not only increases the gap of inequality, so um, socioeconomic gap of inequality, but this, um, the digital divide is, is way bigger and broader. But what we did with aware.org was not only use the internet, so what we went there to the communities of Bushbrook Ridge and in Butabelo, so Bushbrook Ridge in the Northwood and Butabelo and in the Free State, and put up these hotspots in these communities. And we are aware that internet access is just an enabler. The real goal is what happens when people are connected. So in partnership with aware.org, what we did was we run, we running an, this anti-underage drinking campaign on the free Wi-Fi hotspots. And so what happens is our users, when they connect to the free Wi-Fi, they're able to then get redirected onto this content portal that is branded by aware.org. And there's more information around anti-underage drinking and the dangers thereof. So we've had testimonials from people saying, I did not know the dangers of underage drinking. Um, we have some of these hotspots at schools, and we've had teachers then come back and write to us and say, the attendance of the children, of the learners at the school was very low. But since there's now internet access in, in, at the school, the, the attendance has actually improved dramatically. Um, so that's just amongst a number of the positive impacts. We've had people then write back to us and say, well, I use the Internet to now apply for jobs online. Um, and other people doing amazing initiatives mm-hmm. and programs. Um, so we're running also another program with Google called the Digital Skills Program, where people are learning more about marketing skills and, and et cetera on the Internet. So we... We continue to get testimonials on a weekly basis on how people have used the Wi-Fi to engage okay. on other platforms. Well, talking about Wi-Fi and WhatsApp and all that sort of thing, I've asked for you to call in. You can certainly do so, 891 My guest is uh, Dudu Imkwanaze, who is the CEO of Project Isiswe, and they collaborate effectively with governments or local municipalities to bring free Wi-Fi to those communities, so effectively liberating them, really, in a, in a massive way, uh, and they do that by... by partnering with, with, with other companies that effectively subsidizes the cost. I think it's such an important, innovative way, obvious way of doing things, but it doesn't happen always and they're certainly doing so. I've also asked for WhatsApp notes and you can certainly do that even now, not more than 30 seconds. It makes it very efficient if you do just that. So please uh, help us out. Here's the number 0614-104-107. Here's one of them. Well, oh, hello, Ashraf. Uh, my, my viewpoint is that uh, Wi-Fi is very important since we are coming from the past where we have been in the situation of Bandu education. I think the first thing that can come to us as South African, especially as disadvantaged black South African, is the issue of access to Wi-Fi because we're coming from a bad past where, we, where, we, where our education was bad so that uh, if we want to improve our knowledge and access to and to compete with the world we need to have this free wi-fi access okay well stating the absolute obvious we need to have the free wi-fi access let's then segue from just free wi-fi but your overall issue of access to internet has to be a human right uh due to and, and let's talk about some of the factors that are impacting on on why we're not getting that that means the not just what you're doing but this this daily story of you know fees must fall moving to data must fall right why is mm-hmm. data or data so expensive in in our country in particular 
I think that's a question we need to pose for the to the MNOs and and I think every South African keeps asking that question, mm. you know, on Twitter or on Facebook. Why is, is um, so? What what do you think? So expensive. Um, so I would then refer to the excuse most MNOs use on the daily, and the the argument is that you know they need more spectrum allocated, um, so that they could bring down the cost of data. Um, well, that's the argument. <laughs> is, it, is it a valid argument? Really. I mean, do you, do you think do you think they're right? Uh, are they convincing enough, or, or, or you'd argue against that? Well, MNOs have the bigger are allocated the biggest spectrum, you know, um, and and the country. And I and I feel us as small ICs are already you know operating on unlicensed spectrum, and that is five point eight gigahertz, and we're still able to connect millions of South African. I mean. For the past five years, the CISO has connected 4.4 million unique users on unlicensed spectrum. And, and MNOs are sitting on spectrum that part of them, part of what they're not using. And yet the cost of data is expensive. Um, you look at, I saw, um, someone wrote a tweet that a gig of data in Lesotho is, I think, close to about 89 rand, whereas in, from Vodacom. Whereas in South Africa, a gig of data is 149 grand. So it's the same mobile network operators operating in different countries here in, in, in Africa, and yet the cost of data is completely different. Uh, you know, and, and the excuse is different, but their main excuse is on spectrum. Uh, but as Project Decisor would like to disagree that the issue is spectrum, we just think the issue is a monopoly and, and lack of proper okay. regulation so, around the cost so of So outside data. of the fact that you are lobbying, and I understand you're certainly doing so, people listening in, and you know we are encouraging innovative thought to solutions yes. of our country. So someone listening yes. in today, and it, could may, it may not even be a big organization, they could even have a small organization, and they feel they, they, want, they want to be part of, of assisting to democratize the access to the internet. Can they collaborate with you? What can they do? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we, we're, we're open to partnering with all those that believe that the digital divide has to be broken. Um, and they can definitely go on to our website. It's Um We're happy to collaborate with any big or small organizations that are passionate about driving and bridging the digital divide. Okay, got that. I think it's very important. Uh, just give us that, that website once again. Okay. It's Okay, and I'll also leave it to you. You've been very active on social media. I'll leave it to you to tweet, to Facebook, to Instagram, and all that so that people can follow those links as well. We certainly want to encourage that as well. Well, thank you for your time. We, we love the fact that you're thinking innovatively around solutions, and that's what we want to encourage. And goodness, we absolutely need that as well. That's Dudu Imkwanazi, the CEO of Project Isizwe, coming up first with a link with the city of Chwane, and now moving up to what maybe five other uh, regions in the country around providing access to internet, that's free Wi-Fi effectively, to many people who otherwise would never have access to it, and that means a denial of access of knowledge, and that's important. Drama, I mean real drama, comes up next.